neither did I. One moment, the young man was standing before me, and the next, he was gone. We were on this very porch, and the companion was no more than three feet from me. It was bright daylight. There was no trickery, at least, that I could detect. Where did he go? That is what I asked Kreitzman. Instead of answering me, he just grinned and looked past my shoulder. As I followed his gaze, I saw the young man standing right over there, by the railing, about ten feet behind me. Elias had no idea what to ask next. Wilson continued, You mentioned a blur being visible during your altercation with the gang members. In my countless mental replayings of this event, I believe that I did perceive something like that, but I haven't been certain whether I actually had or whether my mind was manufacturing it to help me digest what I had seen. Did Kreitzman explain what had happened? No. That is a symptom of the contempt he holds for others. Instead of sharing the details of an experiment which could produce such a phenomenon, he merely smirked and told me that if I wished to know how it was done, I would have to join his team. He thought that making me curious would do the trick as if I were some juvenile. From what you've described, it would seem that my visitor on the porch and your intervener would be one and the same. His mind churning to make sense of this anecdote, Elias asked, What do you think happened? Wilson shrugged. I have no idea. Are we talking about physical translocation? I am not a theoretical physicist, but my meager knowledge of the field causes me to dismiss that possibility. I don't believe that Scotty aboard the Enterprise beamed the man from one part of my porch to another. All that I know about Kreitzman leads me to the conclusion that he has found a way to alter, modify, enhance. I'm not certain what the correct term would be. Humans. To the point where they have a new ability. And I might add, a rather frightening one. Unable to process this piece of information any further at this time, Elias thought back over the whole of the conversation with Wilson. There was one other point he wanted to clarify. He leaned forward in his chair, moving closer to his host. Wilson, at the risk of offending you, are you certain of the timetable? The corners of Wilson's eyes crinkled as he smiled at Elias. You are, no doubt, asking me that question because Kreitzman has been seen in the outside world during the past five years. And although I have presented you with a conundrum, you have unwittingly provided me with confirmation of a claim I have pondered for quite some time. What is that? Gently sighing, a sound barely audible in the tumult of the wind, Wilson explained. During the aggressive courtship, when Rudy made his repetitive visits to me, he made many offers to entice me. One of them, quite frankly, was a stunner. Elias waited patiently, accustomed to his companion's delivery. Naturally, he bragged about the quality of the lab, the superlative staff at his disposal, all of the other resources. But during his final visit, he told me that if I joined his team, I would be allowed to share a very special privilege, access to the outside world. What?
Recognizing the outburst as rhetorical, Wilson sat back and said nothing. This new packet of information affected Elias more strongly than the description of the disappearing stranger, for it instantly blazed new paths, new possibilities, new explanations. And what was most disturbing was that all of them led Elias to some very unpleasant conclusions. He had no idea how long he had sat silently in front of his host, but, finally speaking, Elias quietly said, I'm... I am not sure what to think. Sympathetically, Wilson reached forward and placed his hand on Elias's arm. It is a bit of a game-changer, isn't it? It seems that whoever built Aegis has given this monster a spare key to the door.